This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. I've been reading Bone all day. I don't care what you've been doing with Bone. God. <laughs> Such a pervert. This is Aftershock Central episode, that one. <laughs> I'm Martin. Ronnie and Jack are here. Howdy. And uh, we lied to our audience again, guys. Because we are not talking about insects today. Now <laughs> <laughs> why? Why are we not talking about it? Well, you know, Ronnie didn't do his homework. I tried. Ronnie didn't do his homework. And so, um, yeah, so we're not talking about it today. I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's going to end up being a solo episode of me talking. You know what? I'm going to have Michael Myers on. He likes that book. I was so ready to talk about the first one and a half issues of Insects. You're terrible. See, Joe, you're ragging on me. These guys are not dedicated. <laughs> Man, They're I not tried. Dedicated. You know, some reason, and I don't think it's the, I don't even think it's the comic's fault, but I got a mental block with that title. Like I sit down to read it, and I just can't, I can't even get my brain like focused enough to get through it. Ronnie ruined it. Ronnie, it's your fault. Okay, that's fine. See? Yes! Because, like, I've tried in the morning to read it. I've tried <laughs> in the afternoon to read it. I've tried late at night to read it, and I just can't get I can't get past the first issue. I'm with you, man. That's okay. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to have uh, Marguerite and Ariella come on, and I'll talk to them about it. And you guys can go do something else. <laughs> well, if they're on... We're going to talk about animosity. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Because you're not doing the reading. <laughs> so Rewind. shame on you. Hey, did we talk about Blood Blister last week? No, because it didn't get announced. Oh, that's right. It was announced after. Yeah. So let's talk about that, huh? We have mm-hmm. two announcements. Two? Two. Two. Two new titles? Two new Dopes. titles. Jack, you know what? I'm starting to think I'm the only Tree Aftershock <laughs> fan here. Okay? Wait a minute. I knew about, I knew about Blood Blister. Is I'm the one that one? posted it on our Facebook page. Didn't I tell you about it? Not. I'm not. pretty sure I was like, hey, check this out. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go post it and say it's mine. They don't even have anything else on their Okay, uh, maybe that, maybe Blood Blister, but the second one. Okay, fair enough. Let's, let's talk about that. So after New York Comic Con, there were two books announced. Actually, they were announced at Comic-Con, Yes. but for some reason, we totally missed it. Actually, no, we recorded before Comic-Con, so that's why. Yeah. Um, so the first one is Blood Blister, which is Phil Hester and Tony Harris. It's going to be coming out – that's coming out pretty soon, isn't it? What, December, January? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, somewhere around there, I believe. The uh, the Diamond Code is uh, an NOV, so I would assume it's probably uh, December or January. January 4th. Yeah, there you go. Next year. Next year, January 4th, 2017. So written by Phil Hester, who – dude, I'm totally digging that shipwreck. It's so good. Um, but instead of doing the art, he's going to be writing. Tony Harris on art. So you're, you know, you guys are big DC fans. What do you think of his stuff? I like his stuff. He, he's done a lot. Of, I mean, he's mostly done DC, right? That's his yeah. recent history. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Well, recently he was doing that Dynamite book. 
You can't label me as a DC guy. You are a DC guy. I'm a comics book guy. You, you yeah, you got to give it to Ronnie. He does read like he does read a lot of comics. That's true. You know what? If you wanted to do a Marvel podcast, Ronnie's the guy to talk to. He's a freaking Marvel zombie. We talked about. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Listen, we don't talk about that company here. Okay, you guys shut it. You, I'm just the uh, I'm the Daryl Taylor of the. <laughs> you and Daryl had a whole podcast on Marvel. Dude, I love so the Marvel like inward. movies and TV shows, but the comics I'm not a big fan. Except a couple. Written by Jeff Lemire. Yeah, everything Jeff Lemire. Yeah, anything with Jeff Lemire in it is But good. that's like half of their, you know, titles at this point. Touche. He's coming out with a new one every week. Well, actually I don't I don't read uh I don't read X Men. Yeah. He does that. Yeah, that one's kind of I think that's his like us uh, the book he slacks off with. Hey, you know, keeps procrastinating or something. This is aftershock. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's aftershock. So let's get back to Blood Brister. Um, let's see. Say that three times fast. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can barely say it one time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read the description. Sin is a joke to Brandon Hull. Morality a crutch for the weak. Laws mere tools to be abused. But when the corruption he scoffed at begins to manifest in his once perfect body, Hulls finds himself cast into a hidden world of unspeakable horror from which there is no escape. How can you be saved when the evil processing you is your own soul? Opening a jarring window to a world of horror. <laughs> yeah! Another horror title. Another horror title. Dude, hell yes. We need Nothing like kicking off the new year with a blood blister. Yeah, it would have been good if they released it uh, this month, right, for Halloween? Yeah. That's okay, we got shipwrecked. That's pretty crazy uh any thoughts on this book before we move to the next one um this one i mean it's the horror genre so you guys know i'm gonna read it anyway yeah that's true yeah i don't know what to think about because even the description like i can't tell much about it it almost seems like uh i don't know like like a american psycho with some horror elements maybe i don't know right dr jekyll mr hyde maybe it could be a bait and switch type of thing, kind of like shipwrecks. Like shipwreck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'm excited for that one. So that's January 4th, and then the other one I don't think we got a release date for. Not yet. Sometime uh, 2017, I think. Sometime 2017, and all we know is the creative team. It's called Pestilence. It's written by Frank Thierry with art by Tim Bradstreet, and. All we have is a dude in a medieval helmet. Yeah. Well, we and then what they said at the con. Which well, what was, they what they said. Which was medieval zombie apocalypse. Something That's like right. That. That's right. Lisa did say that. And you know, you say those three words and just shut up and take my money. Yeah, you say those words and Martin's like, "What? <laughs> yes." Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I was, I think I was talking to you about it. It, uh, there's a movie called Black Plague. I think it's on Netflix. Um, and it's kind of similar to what this seems to be. Mm-hmm. Um, except Black Plague, they don't call them zombies, but they're kind of zombies. And it's more, um, like the Black Plague related. Right. So, whatever. This sounds freaking awesome. So I, I found it on uh, their Facebook page, and I see like a, a, a mid a guy with a medieval like torture mask on. Well, it's a knight's helmet. Is that what it's about? I guess. Yeah, that's all we know. 
Yeah, that's all we know. Yeah. 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 So uh, that's pretty exciting, dude. I'm looking. Yeah, they were, they actually announced new books coming out at at New York Comic Con. Yeah, unlike some other publishers. Yep. <clears throat> Agreed. Yeah. Moment of silence. <laughs> um, are you guys familiar with uh, Brad Street's work? Um, the name sounds familiar, but I can't think of anything that he's done. So or he's, they've done, I guess. Yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff, um, like Hellblazer, uh, Punisher, things like that. Okay. It's uh, it's a very realistic art style. Um, it looks like it might be painted. Hmm. So yeah. So like, Britannia type art. Uh no no no, okay. Much much more realistic than that. Okay okay. Much more realistic than that. <clears throat> uh, but dark and gritty at the same time. Okay. So yeah, I'm pretty excited for that one too. We'll see when it's announced. Um, I guess we'll talk about that whenever it is. And then Ye- yes, nothing. I was just gonna say, and then Joe's gonna be at your shop. Yes, yeah, so that's month. that's the final announcement. Uh, Joe will be at my shop at the end of the month, so I'm gonna go see him. He was already talking smack on Facebook. That's okay. <laughs> okay. It's okay. How many, uh, var- how many variants are you getting for me and Ronnie? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're doing the uh, what, what's it called? It's like some comic book event. Um, Halloween uh, Comic Fest. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Halloween Comic Fest. He's going to be at some shop in Georgia, I believe, that Friday, and then Saturday he'll be at my shop here in Greenville. That's kind of like a long haul, right? Uh, no, I mean, he's in Atlanta, so it's less than two hours. Okay. Yeah. I mean, depends where around Atlanta he's at, but yeah, it's about a two-hour drive. Right. Um, not too bad. But there's there's a lot of folks over there, dude. Like, Venditti comes out here all the time. He's, he's out near Atlanta. Right. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that should be cool. I'm going to get that. Um, I'll see how many I can get. Matter of fact, after we record this, I'm going to Borderlands uh, to talk to Rob about something else. And uh, I'll find out how many copies I can get. Maybe I can get him to save me some. Well, I mean, we do know the guy that's going to be there. So, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ronnie, we know you're in his closet. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe I'll just start leaving post-it notes around his office <laughs> when he's gone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's exciting. I think he said um, he said the first person that he sees dressed up as a black-eyed kid, <laughs> there would be like a special surprise gift. Oh man. Um, I don't know if I'll get there early enough to be the first person, but I'll well, show up. So, so we can go with you, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. There you go. What do you do? Get some like black contact lenses or something? Yeah, I guess that wouldn't be that hard, right? I mean, I've got hoodies and jeans. Oh, yeah, they just wear whatever kids I wasn't wear. talking about you. I was talking about your daughters. Because you're not oh, a yeah, I, kid. Yeah, I thought about, uh, I thought about dressing her up. Uh, maybe dress her up like, uh, this little girl that we have in this issue of Black Eyed Kids. Yeah, like, see. Uh, little creepy blonde girl. The, like see his my, daughter. Yeah, see yeah. My, see his my, daughter. see my segue proness there? Perfect. You're so see, Ronnie. Ring the bell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there it is. Yes. 
Sorry, my my coffee mug's in front of my bell. Took <laughs> a second to uh, to hit it. Let me let me have it at the ready in case I need it. So yeah, today we'll be discussing Black Eyed Kids number seven. Whenever we get around to it. I mean, we're getting around to it now. <laughs> okay. Of course, uh, creator roll call: Joe Pruitt writing, Simon Kudrunsky on art, Guy Major in colors, Marshall Dillon on letters, and covers by the always amazing Francesco. Francavilla. So, uh, Jack, are you going to be our recap guy? Sure. Great. Um, so this issue uh, seemed to me like it mostly... What was that? <laughs> is, that is, is that like the screw-up button? Whenever you screw up on the podcast, you're going to ding that bell? I don't know. I haven't, uh, I haven't made rules yet. Or like the uh, dollar can for whenever you... Say something that's <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So this issue revolves around Randy, right? I think that's his name, our yeah. sort of washed-up ex-police officer guy. Um, and it starts with him. He's going to his ex-wife's house because in the last issue, <clears throat> if you remember, a couple weeks ago when we did this, the black-eyed kids has said uh, said they they were going to retaliate by killing her. Um. And so he goes to her house, and when he gets there, there happens to be a black-eyed kid uh, chilling in her living room who kind of, you know, went to – kind of faked his way as a normal kid before he got there, and, and she was trying to be benevolent to him and, and help him out. So he's chilling in her living room when Randy shows up, and he goes in there, sees the kid, and he shoots the kid. And she freaks out because, you know, her ex-boyfriend, who's been losing it, just came over and shot a kid, which would be my response, too, I guess. <laughs> um, but then the kid gets up and tells Randy, you ignored our warning. There will be consequences. And then another black-eyed kid uh, sneaks up behind his ex-wife and slits her throat. Mm-hmm. And he immediately goes into, like, a flashback of their life together. Uh Oh, which, by the way, it involved a baby, right? That they, I guess, they had. Um, yeah, that it died for some reason. Yeah, they've hinted at that before in previous issues. Um, that there was something that happened with a kid or somebody, uh, and that's why they were kind of estranged. Yeah, and they don't really explain that. So I'm, w- I'm wondering if there's some future tie-in, maybe. I don't know, but I mean, it seems like it should be significant if they're going to put a couple panels about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but that causes him in the flashback to start drinking. And then we see her leave him. And then all of a sudden he slaps, snaps back to reality. And he just totally goes off on the black eyed kids, like completely like mutilating him from what I can tell. And people kind of witness this and they freak out and call the police. Um, and then the police come and arrest him. So uh, now then there's also, I skipped over, there's a short scene where Gus, um, whose daughter we talked about last time, was the mm-hmm. black-eyed kid at the commune to begin, to begin with. And she's been kind of haunting him. Whenever he sees black-eyed kids, she seems to be around. Um, but she goes up to him, and she convinces him to go see the black-eyed kid leader. And, you know, we don't know why, but she says it has something to do with getting closure, uh, which kind of... I guess proves the conclusion we came up to about them being connected some some way at the beginning of all this. 
Um, but we don't know why. And it was a very short scene. They don't say anything else about that. Um, and then the book ends with some black eyed kids going to a morgue to get one of, uh, I guess a black eyed kid that had been killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently he's dead because somebody removed his eyes, which was pretty interesting. Uh, but they, even more interesting, they were able to bring him back by cutting out the mortician's eyes and putting <laughs> them in the dead one's head, the dead black eyed kid's head. Yep. Uh, so that was pretty crazy. Uh, apparently you can, stop a black eyed kid by gouging out his eyes, I guess. So like the condition apparently, well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's black eyed kid. So the condition hinges on your eyes. Yes. Um, so it's kind of like the brains are for zombies maybe. Uh, so anyways, that's the, that's the story in a nutshell. Yeah. It's short and sweet. Short. Dude, I'm telling you, it's like every time we read an issue, it feels like it gets shorter and shorter. Is yeah, that just it me? It reads so quick. Yeah, it reads so quick. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, if you, did, did you guys pick up the trade? No. Okay. Uh, no. I'm, 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 that's one thing that I'm picking up after I record is I'm going to go grab the trade because um, I want to read those issues back to back to back. Even though I've got the the singles, right. I want to see uh, I want to see how much difference it makes in the trade, and I'll let you guys know next week. Yeah, I bet that's a good read. Yeah. Anyways, Ronnie, I cut you off. What were you saying? I don't even remember. Good. You made me me lose track, so. Good. It's probably not important then. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. (laughs) So Uh, now, doesn't it seem like it would be pretty easy to take out these black-eyed kids if you know that all you got to do is go for their eyes? But, I mean, how, how would you do that? Like. Like just a shot to the eye. I mean, they you'd have to be a sharpshooter, just hit him in the eye every time. Yeah, I guess they're a little bit more uh, elusive than like a zombie would be, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah like they're they're intelligent. They move quickly. Um, you know, it's like when when the cop was uh, shut up at his wife's house, and like he's like, "We gotta go, we gotta go," and she's like, "Oh, I can't. There's a kid here," and he's like, "Oh, snap!" Like the kid's doing some ninja moves to get out of the way. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they're obviously pretty quick. Um, that's I'm missing the woman. boy king. The what? The boy like, king. The boy like, king. He wasn't. He wasn't in this issue at all. Yeah. Do we have and a name then, for him yet? I thought that's what Joe was calling him. Like, the boy king. The, yeah. Okay. King. Huh. But it seems like next issue is going to be a showdown with him and Gus. Yeah. Which what? isn't going to fare well. You what? wouldn't think. Well, maybe. They can't kill him yet, right? Well, no, but they can seriously maim him, though. Sure. So I've got a couple questions. Why was Gus so easily convinced to go see the Boy King? Do we have any idea about that? I I think there's – well, we know there's some connection to him already, but – we we don't know what all he knows yet. So there's some relationship he has with this kid or, or, or with other people related to this that I mean he knows what he's getting into. Right. He's, he's he's clearly been hiding something, some information throughout this whole story. Hmm. Right. Yes. Yes. And I don't know what it is, but I mean I, I'm sure that's why he's so eager to go there. She said, as soon as she says the word closure, he's like, okay, let's go. 
Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a, a hidden meaning to that. It just seemed weird to me because, you know, the whole time he, he's been obviously hiding from the kids for a very long time. Right. Um, as far as we can tell from what we've seen of him. So he's been hiding. Um, he's trying to help these people not get killed, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he feels like the best move is to go see the kid. I don't know. That, that just seems weird. He leaves them right there. Yeah, he leaves them there. Well, does, now does closure mean closure for him? Because he already said his daughter's gone. Remember, he told her, uh, "You know, you're not my daughter anymore," or something. Yes. So maybe when she says closure, he, maybe he's thinking closure to this whole fiasco with the black-eyed kids. Well, like but that, some resolve to the whole thing, not just his situation. But that can't be true if the kid wants all of humanity to just be cattle for the kids. You see what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So, I mean, the, what would be the closure? Everybody becomes black-eyed slaves, and that's the end of that? Like, I'm pretty sure Gus doesn't want that. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been hiding for so long. Um, unless... Maybe he is part of the key to – no, that wouldn't make sense either. I don't Maybe know. it's him they really want. Maybe there's something that went down and him and uh, the reporter – what's her name? Yeah, I can't remember her name either. Because they seem to have slipped away from this whole thing while everybody yeah. else got sucked into it. Right. And maybe there's something unresolved with the two of them that if they go ahead and make some sacrifice or something, it kind of spares everybody else. See, I was I was thinking like the same lines because like the reporter would have been a little girl back then, right? Yes. And Gus would have been a young adult, I guess. Yes. Right. So maybe he was one of the council people of the commune that um, wanted to summon in the Black Eyed Kids for whatever reason. Sure. And then like at the last minute, he's the one that backed out, that screwed up the plan, and so now they're still trying to conquer. That's where, like, if he was all in at the beginning, the the full spell would have worked. Does that make, am I making sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. And so then they've been haunting him for so long because of, and then he's been haunted and guilt-ridden for that. So I'm a, I took it as closure as, like, he knows it's going to be a suicide mission. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and see, that's that's my dilemma, though. I, I totally understand what you guys are saying, and I agree. But at the same time, like, why would the kid say that, you know, humanity is going to be, like, cattle to these black well, kids? You know, it, it seems... The boy king, you mean? Yeah. Well, because he's on top of the world, <laughs> or so to speak. So no matter what Gus is going to do, or whatever, they're going to get their way anyways, because slowly over... However many years they've been multiplying and, you know, it's the whole evil genius trope thing Mm. where nobody's going to stop me type thing. I'm going to get what I want anyway. And so I think he thinks, as in the boy king, thinks that as soon as he gets the closure with the reporter and Gus, which he has the reporter, so he's using her however he wants. And she's under his thumb, basically, right now. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he gets Gus where he wants him, whether it's under his thumb or dead and out of the picture, then he can go on to bigger and better things or more control. 
Okay. I mean, I guess I could see that. I guess I could see that. I'm not entirely convinced, but I get it. Um, well, yes. What do you think? Like I said, if, I don't know. If you're on the know. fence, you can't be on the fence. Well, yeah. I can't be on the fence <laughs> because, you know, if I, I, if you're going to knock our idea, you better have a better one. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't have a better one. That's the thing, right? Like I, I understand what you guys are saying, but part of it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. You know, if it's going right. to bring closure to what, like it's not going to stop them from, you know, enslaving humanity. Right. So, yeah. I mean, like closure that he's going to die that and he doesn't seem like the kind of person that would just go and sacrifice himself to just end the kids being after him. Right. Cause you know I guess he could have, he could have done that five years ago. Yeah. Say. Whenever, right. whenever, instead of hiding out. Right. Maybe he's uh-huh. realizing now, though, that they're not going to stop. Maybe he thought he could get away from them. And now they're, I mean, I mean, clearly this, this is like their first, uh, hurrah at, you know, attacking a bunch of people because nobody, see, every, everybody they encounter, nobody except Gus, like, has any idea who these kids are. Yeah, yeah, I guess. You know what? He, he's such a badass. Maybe he's just like, you know what? I'm tired of running. Yeah, I'm going to go see this kid, and I'm going to go over there and cut his eyes out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what he's thinking. Yeah, maybe you take out the leader's eyes and everybody else's. Oh, oh no. Betty White. Betty White, what are you doing? <laughs> I thought it was Ginger. No, that's Betty White. That's the but, new one. Yeah, Ginger's got the more deep, dark. Yeah, hers is in between. Yeah. Um. All right, so what about uh, this last couple of pages at the mortuary? Those were awesome. That was the best part of the whole issue to me. Yeah. So, which kid was that though? Was it the one that um, the police officer beat down in the house? Yeah, it's the one. Remember, we were talking about it a couple uh, couple episodes ago. The kid that got that thing shoved through his neck. And we're talking about like severing the head. Maybe that's how you get rid of these guys or whatever. Oh, see, because I thought that he just rose up off the off the hospital floor on that one. He did, didn't? I thought he got like hit twice. Huh. One was through the neck, and he pulled it out or something, and then they got him in the head or something. I, I can't remember. I thought I thought he got hit twice though. No, I, Ryan, I, just, I just thought that this one was like the one that he beat down outside the house. Killed. Yeah, and then, you know, they took Randy in, and they see a dead kid. Obviously, they're going to take him to the morgue. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Michael and the other black-eyed kids show up to take him back or whatever. That works for me. Because didn't Randy, like, uh, gouge out his eyes with his thumbs? That's right. You're yeah, totally a, right. I'm looking at it now. He has a knife. I can't really tell that he goes for his eyes. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway. But the, the kid looks pretty dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. The kid is dead. The kid is dead. Um, but now that would be interesting, though. Why? How would he know to go for the eyes? Well, I just, I just well, thought. Well, maybe, maybe he didn't know, but it's one of those things like, you know, he's beating the kid down. And he's like, hey, I'm going to get you. And he just shoves his fingers in his eyes. Oh, I'm out. I'm going to pop out your eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> Seems a little random. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you've never uh, gauged anyone's out that before, so yeah, guilty. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so I'm assuming the mortician was already a black-eyed person. Yeah. Um, but if not, I, I wonder how these kids decide who they just kill and who they infect. If that makes sense. Because it seems to me right now that this is obviously some kind of infection. Um, and the reason I say that is when when they're taking the mortician's eyes out and they put it into this dead kid, you see like those fibers coming out of the eye and attaching yeah. to the face. Um, it seems like whatever this crap is lives in the eye. Okay, that's what gives them their power. Um. So some kind of parasite, maybe? I don't know. And it attaches through the eye because that gives you a direct connection to the brain, okay, through the optic nerve. Uh, yeah. Hey, by the way. So it seems to me like it's some kind of parasite. Okay? By the way. I'm still not going to the demonic thing. I'm still with the aliens, guys. Not to interrupt you, but I don't think it's the same Aliens kid. or something. You don't think it's the same kind of kid? Creature. No, because I'm looking uh, at it now, and the, the kid in the... But they had to have infected this mortician to gain access to the mortuary... Otherwise, they could have just gone in there, killed a mortician, and then gotten the kid. Right. What were you right? saying, Jack? Um, no, I just looked back at the issue, and the kid in the mortuary, mortuary is, has a toboggan on. The kid that killed his wife that he attacks is some like blonde-haired kid, um, okay. and there's no toboggan. So I don't think it's the same kid. This is somebody from earlier. Okay. Hmm. So it's not one that Randy killed. No. Hmm. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Didn't mean to change the subject. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. But did what I say make sense to you guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It makes yeah. Sense. I didn't even realize the mortician was had black eyes when I read this. Yeah. Right. There's that one panel, right? Yeah. yeah like, there's a couple. I mean, the first one we shows up. At the you know the city quarters office, mm-hmm. he's got black eyes in that first panel. Yeah. Right. Um, and then when they go to poke his eyes out on the next page, it's obvious that they're black eyes. Right. You know, because um, like when when Michael's holding him in his hands, or I'm assuming it's Michael, it might be the other kid. Um, they're already black. Right. So. Uh, yeah, that's pretty creepy. I don't know. It's like giving us answers, but also asking more questions all at the same time. Yeah. Like every issue does that. Yep. Because even the issue where we had, what was it, last issue where we had a whole bunch of of the resolve, there were still like cans of questions being opened all at the same time too. Absolutely. And I think that's what makes this book so (coughs) B.A., <laughs> this is a family show. We can't cuss on the show. We, we, have we decided that already? I no. Because I'm pretty I'm sure so I cuss. I'm pretty sure I cuss, but I don't know. I don't I, listen I, to myself. I think I just walk around and it gets censored out anyway. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's uh, wrap this one up. Yeah. Yeah. Ronnie, I'll let you go first. What's your rating on this book? Um, my rating is a 4.25. Okay. Um, Bumping it down a bit. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's still an awesome. It's still one of my top three across 
everything that I read. But like, there's a couple of things. Like, for one, now which kid was in the mortuary? You know, mm-hmm. that maybe it's just me forgetting which kid it was. But and then um, I don't know. There's like, you know, you can't. It's hard to give a book like a solid five, even though we have. But I still want this book to keep excelling the way it is. So this is like my bump down rating. So it keeps being awesome, I guess. To be fair, I'd say a 4.25 is damn good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think the the only thing that prevents this from being a five every time is that you have to have character building and story building, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just have those, you know, holy f moments every single issue. Right. Right. Uh, well, if you give it a five, which you guys both did, then there's nowhere else to go but down. True. That's true. But at some point, like it happens, right? Like there will be issues. Like if if the story and the art is solid every single issue, <laughs> but then you have an issue where like a lot is revealed, a lot happens. You know, you flip the page and bam, like somebody's head's busting open or something. I don't know. You know, like it gives you that extra umph. Yeah. Um, you're, you're going to give it a high rating. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you, dude. I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give this a, well, I'll give this a four. Um, it super solid issue. Not as much reveal here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoy this book every time it comes out it's one of the first things i read usually i save the best for last but whenever this comes out i usually read it first because mm-hmm. i know like i'll start off well and then i'll go read some crap from some other publisher uh and then i'll finish off with something that i know is strong as well right. so yeah yeah good book jack yeah i'm right there with you four out of five um and i think it i think kind of at this point like joe's got the format of this book like so well established that would, it would be hard for him to write a bad issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like Echo and what y'all said, there's, I, I thought this issue was cool, but nothing like completely knocked my socks off. It's mostly building on previous issues that mm-hmm. did knock my socks off. So I got to bring it down just a little bit, but still a solid four. Nice. All righty. Uh, next week we've got one book, The Revisionist, number five. Following my adventures through time. Yeah. And then uh, the week after, we have The Return of American yeah. Monster, issue number five. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So a couple of light weeks, but that's okay. We can't have a bunch of books every week, I suppose. And uh, maybe by next week, Ronnie will actually uh, finish reading Insects. <laughs> 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 and don't forget to email... B-E-K. Oh, yeah. Letter, letters. letters. Yep. That's right. And it's I'm talking uh, to you two. What was it? the I, listeners. I, it's, uh, I sent him one. Oh, did you? Yeah, he replied back. I think my question was kind of lame. Well, it's probably <laughs> not as lame as Ronnie's. Ronnie's was pretty lame. Well, mine was lame, but then, you know, like the following issue, we got the answer anyway. Uh, I'm just messing with you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's what? BlackEyedKids at gmail.com? It's B-E kids, I thought. Oh, I thought it was BK letters. Oh, man. <laughs> we just gave people three different email addresses. All right, so what you do is you write an email and you send it to all of those email addresses. Hang I think on, it's all. I'll find it for you. 
Yeah, that's cool. But by stall, I mean you got to talk about something. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about something. Yeah, here, you, here, here it is. B E K letters. Okay. At Gmail. So be sure to send Joe your letters. B E K letters at Gmail dot com, and uh, they'll show up in a future issue. Do it. You can, uh, of course, contact all of us on the Twitter machine. Jack is at Jack Sutherland. Oh, wait. Yeah, that is it. Uh, Ronnie is at Rumbar316. I am at Geekvine. The show is at Aftershock Pod. That's in Ronnie's hands now because he's got more time than I do. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you can email us hello at nerdlegion.com. And uh, we'll catch you guys again next week. Go read some Aftershock. <laughs> 